All right, I'm getting in the car with Mark Halsey. Let's do this. All right. My friend Mark Halsey does not have a number one. A lot of people, Mark, don't know what their number one is. They don't have a number one, and you're one of them. So you've it. never had a life-changing experience with anyone, uh, nothing any that, healer. Nothing that stuck. But he's still a huge fan of the show. Uh, Want to hear how I listen to your podcast? Yeah. You hear yourself twice the speed? Yeah. You do me twice the speed? I, I'm only 20 minutes. You only have 10 minutes for me? So when I entered a contest to win two tickets worth $1,000 to the Longevity Conference, I thought the best person to bring to a group of healers was somebody who needed one. It'll just be so intense, we won't be able to make it back. <laughs> because we'll make sweet love. <laughs> that's why, that's what I'm in this for. Oh. Yeah, I don't even know, where are we going again? Oh, I've completely God. forgotten. The, I, you know what? I should have shaved, me? I guess. <laughs> so we set out on a road trip, completely unshaved, down to Anaheim for three days. Each ticket is $500. I don't care if I'm, like, watching somebody masturbate for three days. I'm still going. First of all, I never enter contests because I never think I'm going to win. But when I saw this contest pop up on Luke Story's Instagram, it just took one click to join, and the minute I clicked on it, I knew I was gonna win. I think you'll be speaking at the Longevity Conference next year. <laughs> I really don't think so. I'm not an expert in anything. I'm the guinea pig. I'm not the doctor. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one, a show where I generally ask my friends what their number one healer is, and then I go try it. This week, we're searching for a number one. Do you think that, like, you have to be somewhat broken to have these big life-changing moments? Like, you seem like, like, for people who don't know Mark, he's sort of the epitome of, like, he's thin, he's healthy, he looks super strong. That I don't even think, do you drink? I mean, you drink a little, right? Not enough. He barely drinks. I don't even know what your drug history is, but I'm gonna guess it's like zero. Yeah, it's pretty much zero. Okay. Yeah. Did you bring the edibles so we can dive in? Yeah, we're gonna have to get some in Anaheim. Spend three life-changing days listening to cutting-edge health information, meeting exhibitors, trying out new technology, and enjoying the superfood creations at the Longevity Tonic Bar. That is the Longevity Conference. But we have to get there first. I think you're right, though, that I haven't bottomed out. That's my problem. Yeah, so I maybe mean... day one, the goal is just to take me to rock bottom so we can rebuild me on Saturday. Yeah, all right. Yeah. I could, I I can make that even, my goal. I may not even go into the conference. <laughs> I may just hang out in the parking lot and see what I can get. In the recovery world, Mark's what's known as a normie. But even normies can be in search of a higher power. And who knows? Maybe he'll pick up an ism along the way. Joy has been like, essentially become like a therapist to me. Yeah. She's incredible. Now you went to Joy. I just saw her for the second time, yeah. And yeah, I'm just shadowing my number one. Mark is one of the people who started to listen to the podcast and then try out the healers that I put out with each new episode. I feel this way with all the healers I've been to, is that if you don't um, work at it, that all that good stuff just goes away within like a day. Yeah. You know, even Daniel's like, 
he would fix my back, but then he'd be like, you need to do these exercises. I'm not like covering you in a plastic bubble and now you're not gonna get hurt again. Right. Mark is a writer and you can tell by the way he's thinking about the conference. We're gonna hear a lot of origin stories. Oh I bet God, every yes. gonna be, yeah. I was a mess. I was sleeping in a, you know, a gutter. Yeah. And then I started taking this supplement that I sell. And now I'm amazing. We're gonna be like, wait a minute. We've once again gathered the most phenomenal group of educators on the planet to inspire and motivate you in the fields of science, spirituality, movement, nutrition, and total body health. That's what we're in for. You guys wanna see a chaga harvesting video? What does it taste like? Like tea. Oh, I'm gonna try it. But within minutes of arriving, I took a sample of what I thought was coffee and realized was made out of mushrooms. And I'm allergic to mushrooms. <laughs> so I've just basically tried something that could really go wrong. It could go wrong any moment. But not to worry. I put my hands into a water bath filled with a Jing orb. The Jing orb helps detoxify all cells, improves electromagneticism in the body. I sat in an infrared sauna, I drank some natural spring water, and all was well. Is this the thing where you breathe into it and then it tells you what's wrong with you? No, it is a therapeutic device. Yeah? We are treating, we are not oh, measuring. Yeah? You're not telling me what's wrong with me. No. And the conference was held in a large auditorium. It was filled with every type of new age healing device, food, or healer that you could imagine. What a pioneer in alternative health arena. He was talking about things way back in the day when we first started our events that people thought were crazy. Do you remember those days? And now, that's normal, that's mainstream. We have created a new normal. Welcome to the new normal, where everybody has a diet and everybody has something that is killing you, whether it's the water or the lectins or meat, you name it. Incredible breakers, but not coming from scientism. I feel the same way about this conference that I feel about watching CNN. When you listen to conflicting stories with people free to yell half-truths with no moderator, you become confused and paralyzed. And by the end of this conference, I was seriously considering going on an extended fast forever. On the turn nutritarian is all about nutrition. It is going to tell you about the latest research in that arena based on his book, Food Genocide. Has anyone read that book? I did not want to listen to another person fill me with fear about what I was ingesting, breathing, or thinking until day three, when Mark and I had a breakthrough moment with the very last speaker of the conference. I need to know one more time if you guys are really open and excited about doing something that you might not have done before. At first, we were just going to watch for a few minutes and then beat the traffic home. And suddenly he said something that made me stop. How much percentage of each day do you think that you spend thinking about something that you actually can't control? The greatest form of control is where you think you're free when you're being fundamentally manipulated and dictated. A 
What is it? 90%. If you're like me, you've got a lot of anxiety. The biggest reason we stress is when you let go of something, your mind can measure what you will lose, but it can't see what you'll gain. That's it. Especially when you wake up in the morning and you immediately go to your cell phone and it's a living nightmare out there. And I think to myself every time, this is really real, I think to myself, what Martin Luther King did, what Gandhi did, what Mother Teresa did, what Oprah did, what Maya Angelou did, anyone can do, it's accessible inside of you. Okay, this is what I didn't pay $1,000 to attend this conference for. Give me the keys to the kingdom. You will just have powers. And what I do every morning is instead of instantly trying to find a way to stress, is I sit up and I listen to my thoughts for usually two hours. And people go, how do you have time to do that? And I go, how do you have time to not? That's right. He just said he meditates for two hours a day. I was like grabbing my stuff and like, let's get the hell out of here. So what happens is when I sit, I just sit up and I listen to the thoughts. This is a little hard to hear, but basically he's saying that in the first 30 minutes, you're kind of clearing out all the crap of your morning. And then all of a sudden you start to get new thoughts around minute 30 and then by minute 45. In 45 minutes, some insight will show up. 46 minutes, something that shows up and goes, what if you do this? And it'll be like this effortless one second idea that'll suddenly be a viral video that'll sell out an entire event. It always happens, it's always 46 minutes in. I'm going to be honest, if I have a viral thought at minute 45, I'm going to stop right there. So in the back of my head, I'm thinking, great, you're superhuman and you can meditate for two hours and now I can go. But then he said and did something that kind of blew my mind. And a lot of times we need a vision because we're horrified of what will happen if we don't have the vision. In other words, a lot of people create companies because they want to make money because they have a huge fear that they'll be broke. No, this isn't it yet. And you're scared of actually not being broke, so you're creating something from fear. This is almost it. Sometimes we get so caught in this huge vision of what we're going to be that we ignore all these parts of ourselves, and sometimes we're creating that vision to ignore the parts of ourselves that we don't love. And then he had us do an exercise about creating the perfect vision. This is it. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to find someone in this room that you don't know and then give me your attention. You got one minute. Suddenly, everybody started to look around. Mark dove into the crowd. I turned around and I saw a woman standing there looking like a deer in headlights. And I asked her if she wanted to be my partner. And she said, oh, I actually wasn't really here for this. I just sort of sticking around. And I was like, okay. But then she relented. A's are going to go first. And here's what's going to happen. The A's are going to pretend like this event that we're at took place a month ago. And it's now a month later. It's just a month. And I want the A's to just riff to the B's about their new life. And you can do it any way, you can do one of three ways. You can first just talk about it like right after the event, I woke up and I started meditating, or I created, or I let go of this thing, or I sold the house, or I bought a dog, or I sold my son, 
So we had to riff for 10 minutes about what happened a month from now as if it had already happened. And I thought, okay, I could do that. Just make stuff up. And I turned to her and said, do you want to go first? And she said, oh, um, I'm a housewife. And I said, that's okay. I'm pretty sure housewives can do this too. And she said, why don't you go first? So I did. I locked in my, I've been thinking about my morning routine. And it was so loud in there. There were 500 people talking at once about a vision that they were trying to think of. Getting in tremendous shape and getting job offers and winning the lottery. It was all going down. And at first, all of my visions were about money coming in from nowhere and job offers getting offered to me. And I couldn't be specific, but we had 10 minutes, so I then had to get specific. So I started just searching the recesses of my mind for what could possibly happen. I started bringing up jobs that I had gone in on as a director months prior and knew I didn't even get. What would the best month ever look like? And suddenly I thought, I'd probably go biking through Thailand. Yeah, I went biking through Thailand, why not? And other things started to spring up. And before long, I was really excited to have this month ahead. And when I finished, she turned to me and said, did this already happen? And I said, no, I'm, I'm lying. Of course it didn't happen. And she went, oh, wow, you just, it seems so real. And I was like, yeah, it really did. And then when we turned on to her side, she just went silent. And she started to well up with tears. And she said, I don't have anything. I just, I have kids. And... I take care of the kids. And I said, okay, well, imagine if you could do anything. And we sat in silence for about five minutes and it was heartbreaking. And finally she said, "I, the kids are doing well in school. And I said, how are you doing? And she was like, I'm happy that they're happy. And I suddenly felt like I was in some deep therapy session with somebody who was suddenly realizing that they had not really thought about their own life in quite a long time. And finally, she started to come out with some things about being on vacation or her husband giving her things. Um, And it kind of sputtered out. And we sat there for a while in silence. With the sounds of everyone else's hopes and dreams and visions dancing around us. And tears started to flow. And I felt a deep connection to this woman who I had just met. 
and then it was over. Ooh, okay, wow. That was worth the price of admission, which was zero, but... <laughs> what'd you think? Yeah. Kyle Cease. Kyle Cease brought it home. He really did. Yeah. I couldn't tell if Mark had the same experience as me. He was really quiet. I mean, he's always quiet, but he was really, really quiet. He kept saying, you know, living on the edge, like the emotional edge of what makes you afraid. Uh-huh. Um, but because I'm an asshole and I have a podcast to put out, I kept pushing to get some discussion going. Two hours is too long. Fifteen minutes is still hard for me. A two-hour meditation? Yeah. And I didn't get much more out of him in the moment, other than the fact that he was resistant to a two-hour meditation. So I went home, I checked my email, and saw that my agent had written me on a Sunday to tell me that I had two directing jobs, one of which I had gone out on over a month prior. The two jobs that I mentioned when I was just making shit up. And with those kind of results, I figured maybe I should give this two hour meditation shit a try. So I got my insight timer out and I set it for two hours and I sat and he was right. The first 20 minutes, it was clearing everything out of my head. Right around 30 minute mark, I was like, get me the hell out of here. And then around minute 46, I know because I opened my eyes and looked, I had this thought about if Donald Trump can fill the airwaves with shit every day, so can I. I mean, the bar is pretty low right now. And then suddenly for the next half hour, I had this experience that he described where you're just surfing on all the cool things you could do. So then I'm a half hour in, 45 minutes in, it's just like effortless idea, effortless idea. And then I activate it. Sometimes it's just a text to my team. And it was like pure bliss for like a half an hour. And what you're capable of is so much bigger than the biggest thing that you can see right now. If you can see your vision for this year, it's way too small. So on impulse, I started a file and I called it best day ever. And every day I started to write down my day before it began. And I filled it with every fabulous thing. Because you are this heart and lungs and a space right here. That's what you actually are. And if that's the case, then that means you, me, Oprah, Obama, Trump, a homeless person, Warren Buffett, whoever you want, are all the same potential. And then I started to incorporate things that I knew I had to do that day that were not that exciting. And I would rewrite it so that it was the most incredibly funny, wonderful event you could think of. A phone call would turn into a lunch, which would turn into some deep, fabulous discussion about life. And I would just fill it out as if I was creating my own future. And the craziest part about this is very often the day would go exactly the way I wrote it. And even more amazing, I became completely unattached to the results. 
it was like I had already lived it. So by the time I walked in the room, I just felt at ease all the time. It was creating it itself. And our minds work like Google. Whatever you think about, your mind tries to figure out the quickest way there. Now most people start their talk off with, I had the worst day today. So your mind goes, well, let's prove it. Why? Let's talk about all the shit that happened today. Thank you, Kyle Cease, for helping me manifest my own destiny. It's been really fun. And your mind is always coming up with all these ways to prove why everything sucks. But if I say I had the best audition of my life earlier, my mind immediately goes, what did that feel like? And it starts creating, yeah, you went into the pocket, you were so funny, and all of a sudden, the fear that was in my head was gone because it was replacing it with creativity. You are infinite creative beings, and anytime your mind freaks out, it's creatively sabotaging you because you're not living on your edge. You're bored because you're brilliant, and you're working at a job that you don't feel inspired by, or you're hanging out with someone that doesn't call to your soul, or you're watching too much TV, and the infinite creative being in you will sabotage you creatively. So you got to know that you're an infinite creative being, and you got to do things that excite and scare the shit out of you. I'll never forget when my teammate Dan was here, we were doing 150 seat theaters, and he goes, what do you really want to do? And I said, I want to do a 2,000 seat theater. And my body felt scared. My body goes, oh, I want to do that. Yeah, but this. Yeah, but I can't afford it, or we're having a hard time filling 150 seats. How can I do that? Remember, when you feel the opportunity, if you step into it, the fear goes away. If you step into the fear, the opportunity goes away. So the second I said yes to it, immediately I moved to a channel where it's normal for me to do 2,000 seat theaters. And all of a sudden, my confidence went through the roof. Whichever one you step into will be your truth. So if you come up with why you can't and you step into it, you will stay the small story. If you feel the exciting calling and you step into it, you move beyond the small story and into your edge. And your mind has no room to sabotage yourself because you just jumped into the middle of the ocean and you gotta figure out how to swim. Coincidentally, right after going to the longevity conference, Mark got hired to write on a medical show. And I was suddenly busy prepping for two directing jobs and a writing gig. But when you put yourself on your heart's edge, your mind has nothing but creativity for how to make that happen. I had planned on attending Kyle Cease's show at the Dolby Theater on June 23rd and 24th, but now it looks like I'm too busy to do it. And when I tried to get Mark to comment on his results, he was against a deadline for his own new show and unable to do the interview. So call it magical thinking or perhaps just amazing luck, but I think this guy is onto something. So then all of a sudden we did 2,000 seat theaters and all of a sudden we did seven of them and they all were sold out. And all of a sudden after that, my mind said, go bigger. My body said, do something bigger. So we rented for six figures the Dolby Theater where they do the Oscars. That's coming up. Thanks, Luke Story, Kyle Cease, and Mark Halsey. This all may sound crazy to you, but I challenge you. Give it a try, just for one week. And if it doesn't work, it's still the best thousand dollars you never spent. My name is Nancy Hauer, and this is my number one. Just by saying you're bigger, all of a sudden, energetically, all the shit happened because I had a confidence in me. I was like, yeah, hell yeah. I'm at the Dolby Theater, bitches. And all of a sudden, the whole audience was like, holy shit. And lastly, thank you. It's so amazing how the show has taken off. Two million downloads, a movie in the works. And the best part? 
Kyle heard this and asked me if I want to go on tour with him. <laughs> Warning, you may turn into a pathological liar doing these exercises. DM me, Kyle. I'm waiting for you in the future.